All right, guys, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. I just want to put a little disclaimer out there. Today's episode, the audio quality is going to be not what you're used to with the podcast. Um, Carrie and I recorded a podcast together, and I accidentally recorded it on my MacBook mic instead of my actual mic. Uh, So the audio quality is going to be pretty subpar, but I think it's going to be good enough to where you can understand everything. So apologies, you know, I'm... Oh gosh, I don't even know what is the episode is this, 160 something, and I still make mistakes. So I appreciate y'all being graceful with me as I, uh, you know, try to get this podcast thing figured out three years in. I don't know, maybe one of these days. So, um, all right, hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. And again, apologies for the substandard audio. Welcome to Ag State of Mind a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, as always, Jason Meadows, and Happy New Year. And today on the podcast, I have the first guest I've had in probably two months, and it happens to be my favorite person in the world, my wife, Carrie. Today, we're going to kind of talk about balance and what that word means and how it's kind of a almost kind of a buzzword anymore and you'll get some like personal growth gurus who say that balance isn't actually a thing you achieve carrie i know has helped me to realize that we actually need to push back against that and realize that there is such a thing as balance and even though it's something that that shifts from time to time that it is something we still need to achieve or try to achieve or 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 strive to achieve so carrie welcome back to the podcast i think it's the first time you've been on since new year's day last year no 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 it was two years ago because it was when you started your yoga studio what have you been up to since two years ago Two years ago. So I started my yoga studio, which has been a roller coaster. It's been super fun and um, I've learned a lot. And there's been a lot of growth for me personally. A lot of things that I've had to really just trial and error as I've, as I've had my yoga studio, learning the, to balance that work, the yoga studio, content for the yoga studio, and family life so it's definitely been something that i've been learning as i go yeah so why do you like i know that and i've talked about this before in fact i think i've recorded recorded a podcast on it i think i've written blogs about it about how balance is something that isn't really attainable so what are your thoughts on that i know you and i had a talk about that a few months ago Why do you feel that that's wrong? Okay, so I know that people like to say that that you can't have balance because when you're doing one thing and you're like focused on that, then you are um, basically 
letting go of something else. But like, that is what balance is. Like at some point we are working on one thing and then at another time we're working on something else and that is balance. It may not be balance in the moment and that's okay, but we're setting aside time for one thing and then later on we're doing something else and that provides the balance, I think. So balance is achievable. You may not have balance. I may not be taking care of my yoga studio and my kids at the same time. That balance probably isn't achievable. But when I set aside time for the yoga studio and then set aside time for my kids, that is balance. And you, I mean, probably it's probably worth mentioning that you in no way put the same amount of effort or work into the yoga studio as you do into being a mom and a wife. I mean, right. is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So it's just different effort, I feel like. I usually take time when my kids are at school to work on stuff that is for the yoga studio and in the business. But when my kids are home, it's not that I don't ever step away from being a mom or like being present with my kids to do something for the yoga studio but for the most part there are separate things i have a time that i'm taking care of the yoga studio and then i have a time that i'm with my kids and obviously more of my time is focused on my family and my kids but there is that balance of time with at home with family and time with my business so I guess, like, the thing that I envy about you and things that the way you do is how structured you are. Like, I am an incredibly unstructured person by nature. I think it just, uh, I'm naturally unstructured. I'm just, I naturally think I can do all the things and I have no scare factor. I have no scarcity factor in, in, in my time. And I think that's something that I really envy about you is that you are so structured and and how you're able to sit down, plan things out, understand what's important when, and, and, and I know you're not perfect as, it, as nobody's perfect at anything, but I think that's, that's one of the things that I think is really helpful in our, that you bring to this marriage is that structure and, and, and I mean, Lord knows I... I need that. Yeah, so for me, I think this is totally a personality type thing. I thrive on structure, and I think that kids thrive on structure. And so for me, as, you know, the main caregiver of our children, I feel like that is really kind of my role is to find that structure. And and you help me to stay a little bit more flexible. Not a lot. <laughs> because it's not in my personality, but we give a little, I would love to be a little more spontaneous, a little more um, laid back about things, but it is in my personality to be structured. And if you are into the Enneagram and you see an Enneagram six, I was actually just looking at some memes and it said that you have like three planners and you're using them all. And that, that kind of summarizes me for sure. I love to plan, I love to to write things out, to schedule my day, but along with that comes, and I learned this from a friend a few years ago, is to have a fail list. Um, And some people don't like the word word fail, and that's okay, you can maybe change that to something else, but I have 
a list of things that I want to get done throughout the day. And then I also have an idea of things that if something comes up and I can't get all of the things done, these are the things I'm going to take off of my schedule. And so to have that structure, but also with the flexibility and the grace to say, okay, these are the things I want to get done. And these are the things that I would also like to get done. But if they don't get done, I can do them another time and it's okay. I haven't failed. I have just, I prioritize and um, so I'm able to get the things done that I need to and also have a little grace in that schedule. And so one of the things about on a certain topic that I feel like is so, like, it's a visual thing that you're actually the first person that brought this to my attention from a church talk many years ago, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I've talked about this in blog posts, in, in social media posts, and probably on the podcast too. I don't know. All the things I do get blurred together sometimes, so I don't remember if I've ever really talked about this on the podcast, but it's the matter of the shapes in the jar or... Or, or right. the, the you know what I'm talking about. It's an object, it's lesson. An object lesson. Yeah. yeah, it's from actually the original concept of it came from Dr. Stephen Covey, uh, and I remember you. Gosh, it's probably your first church talk, right? Maybe, or maybe I don't know. It's, I been don't know. A long time ago. it's been a long time ago. So, and uh, to me, that's that's really one of the most impactful things that has helped me in this idea of balance. So, why don't you share that? I know the gist of it, so don't, you know, quote me hardcore on this, but basically if you have, you know, rocks and pebbles and sand all the way down to like fine sand, um, if you just try to throw all that in a jar at one time, it's not, it's just not all going to fit. But if you put the big rocks in first and then the pebbles and they start to fill in the spaces and then you put the sand and then you put maybe the finer sand or however it, it may be, it fills up the jar and it, there's room for everything. And so that's where the balance and priorities come into play here. So you put the big things, the important things in first, like those are the things that you schedule into your day. And then you do the, the next things, the pebbles, the things that are that are important, but maybe not as important as those big things. And then the sand all the way down. And so this is where it's really cool. If you set pers- like personal or family core values, you know what is important to you and you prioritize those things into your calendar first. So obviously we know every Sunday morning we're going to go to church. Like that's, I'm not going to schedule something else Sunday morning because that's when I'm going to be at church. Whenever you define your core values, you can then build your calendar around that. And so that's going to be unique to everyone. Exercise for both of us is a a core value. And so we build that into our day every day, or at least most days, you know, maybe six days a week. So, you know, it's, it's defining those things, being really clear about what's important to you. So you can schedule those things first. And I hear often with people, they're like, I'm just so busy, I don't have time. But we we have time, we're just using it maybe not as beneficial as it could be to us. Um, like we may not be prioritizing the things that are actually important to us, and that's okay. I think we all get caught up in this busy trap. and And so that's why when we define the core values, when we sit down and we're like, okay, Exercise is important to me. <clears throat> Mindfulness is important to me. Spending time with my family, whatever the things are that are important to you, 
you write those things down, like we have date night, you know, so it doesn't always happen maybe every week, but it's something that's... Nor does it always look the same every week. Exactly. But it's something that's important to us and something that we put in the calendar and then we build our lives around that. And so um, there are going to be seasons of life that, you know, we have to sacrifice one thing for another. But when we're really aware, when we're aware of our... um, our boundaries, aware of our core values, we can make our calendar work for us and not us working for our calendar or for everybody else's schedule. So again, coming back to balance, that's how we balance our lives. So we decide what is important to us in our life. We put that into our calendar and then guess what? If something else comes along and you already have something of your core values scheduled in your calendar, you can either A, hold that boundary and say, no, this is, you know, I've already got something going on at that time, or B, is this something that's really important to me that I'm okay to let go of this for this one day and do whatever the other thing is. And so I think it's just really becoming aware for yourself, taking the time to sit down to decide what's important to you and then, and then have clear boundaries about it. Like we, I think we catch a lot of flack on this, especially during baseball season, mm-hmm. because we don't play tournaments on Sunday because we go to church on Sunday morning and that is a hard boundary to hold. It feels, it feels hard to say it. Um, I think it feels hard for other people to accept it. And it's about learning to be comfortable and really connected to your why and your purpose and your values and so when those situations come up like you can hold that boundary clearly and nicely respectfully but still hold it yeah the boundary thing the boundary thing as far as balance is concerned is huge because you when you have those boundaries like our kids really like Mark Rober on YouTube. He's he's a really he's an engineer who does some really cool things, and it's I really enjoy watching it with the kids because it's um, you know there's so much junk on YouTube, but it's something that's really good. But he said something the other day that I thought was really cool, and that like it's so important to learn principles instead of just like memorizing facts or rote memorization of of something like for a test or whatever. But it's it's way more impactful to uh, to know principles, overlying principles. And I feel like that's what boundaries is. And specifically when we talk about our Sunday, our no activity outside of church and family on Sunday, um, that's, a parent, that's a principle. That's a principle that we hold really dearly and sacred to our family. And we will not violate it. It doesn't uh, mean that we have never and, and right. or that we wouldn't ever do something on Sunday because there are times, like I said, that things come up and we end up doing something on a Sunday. But typically speaking, that is our that is a boundary we set. For really. example, so I think a good example was this summer where we didn't actually it didn't actually come to fruition, but we had a baseball tournament that we were afraid, that was in our hometown that we were afraid that we were going that was going to get canceled because of weather. It didn't end up being it didn't well I should say canceled moved from Saturday to Sunday, but it was in our hometown. 
we could still go to church and then come and play the ball game. So it wasn't like we were going to St. Louis to a tournament to play on Sunday. It was, we were going to be here at home and it was going to, we were still going to be able to go to church. So, I mean, in a sense, I mean, I know in like, if you really want to be a purist about this, like, yes, maybe it was violating our, our boundary around having activities on Sunday, but we decided, we even talked about it on as a family, like, okay, what do we want to do here? Like, it's a big part of what we do, baseball is, but we also want to um, stay hold, hold true to what we're doing, and we're all there as a family, too, to begin with. So, I mean, there were, there were things about it that made it, um, and we talked about it, it's okay. So, like, I think it's really important to, like, yes, have those boundaries, but be kind and forgiving of yourself when times when, when, when there are extenuating circumstances. Yeah, I agree. So I'm very much a, I'll hold fast to the rules. You're, you know? pure, you're a purist. I you are. For yeah. sure. And I have learned over the last couple of years to, and it's still hard for me, but to be like, okay, like, let's look at this, not just from not a black and white standpoint and to, you know, really take other factors into consideration and so that's been something for me that you know i feel like i've grown in the last couple of years yeah i have to in the equal and opposite direction in fact that like it's not so much that i don't like rules i just don't always think they apply to me um <laughs> I, and that's that really comes from the way i was raised i mean it's just the way you know for better or worse, that's the way we were. But I mean, I feel like I, over the last couple of years, have really tried to be more conscientious and stuff because, you know, really getting back to those core values of, of, of conscientiousness <laughs> and integrity. And again, core values are something that are very important to have as not only a, a, a individual, but as we have it as a married couple. We have it as a family, and then we also have it within our businesses, or at least we're striving to anyway. Um, I know I have it within our, our cattle business, but uh, I'm trying to integrate it into the podcast business as well. So I think that core values are really the foundation of balance because that's where we decide what is important in our life. That's where we put our decisions against that. Like, is this important you know, to me all the time? I just think that as we we have those values, and, and I really think it's important to write them down because sometimes I think we, when we're living in the moment, we just kind of go with the flow or maybe it's a lot easier to be, you know, swayed to do something. You're like, well, I was supposed to work out today, but X, Y, Z, I don't know. And so when we have those core values, and for me, I I like to write things down. I like to put them in my calendar that to me provides structure and, and an idea of what I'm doing for the day or maybe the week or, or whatever the case may be. And so if you use those core values as your foundation and then you base your decisions off of those, you really start to find that balance in your life. All right, good stuff. We're, uh, I don't know, probably at the end of where you want to be because curious and this is something also I admire about her and I try to emulate about her is she's very concise she's very can I say blunt is that okay blunt sure. you are because <laughs> you, you are whereas I tend to be more 
droppings out, loquacious, um, very wordy, chatty. So I, again, with the podcast, I think it's very valuable to have shorter interview episodes because we get more to the meat of things. But before we get, before we end here, tell us what's going to happen in 23 with the yoga studio and because you're doing a little bit of pivoting and I, I think it's going to be very valuable to anyone within the podcast listenership that they are going to be able to kind of jump on board with things uh, maybe if they want to. Yeah, so this is exciting. I didn't really think to put this on the podcast today, but as we come into 2023, I do want to transition a little bit in the yoga studio. I'm still going to be teaching locally. I feel like that is such a a value to our community, provide yoga, not just me teaching, but the other instructors I have at the studio. Um, But I'm also going to pivot a little bit and teach a little more online. And so right now I currently have a virtual class that I teach every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Um, it is a beginner's class. It's 30 minutes, so it's short, and we move slowly, kind of go through poses a little bit slower, and it's just a great place for beginners to start. It's a great place. It's a great class if you just want to add it on to your workout. Maybe it's a, a stretch um, or maybe it's a, um, if you have a workout program, maybe it's a recovery day for you or something. So anyway, but I also want to, this year I'm going to start to offer some more classes online. This year also we're talking about starting a YouTube channel. So that's going to be new and exciting and just really fun. So um, check me out on Instagram, Carrie Meadows, and then I'll be posting there about the virtual classes. And then also whenever I get my YouTube channel up and running, um, I hope to be able to provide some value there as well. All right. Mama, thank you for sitting here with me. Also, I think it's worth probably saying that things have been pretty quiet in the house over the last 20 minutes, so I'm kind of terrified what we're yeah, going to go out to here. So, uh, <laughs> for sure. Thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I love you. Love you. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.